This is another episode of Main Corpse. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Kelsey. This is Kelsey. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. Alright, welcome back to Main Corpse Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Kelsey. And uh, today I think we have something really fun for everybody. Uh, But before we get to that, like always, we're going to try something. And today we have something super, super cool. And I'm really excited about it. And honestly, I had no clue that you had gotten this. So when you talked about it today, I was like, uh, yes, let's do it. So do you want to explain what we have? Yeah. So, um... You know that we did a ton of work last year with the Bridgeport Farmers Market and how much we talked about them and how much we loved them. Mm-hmm. Well, we still love them. And um, we're still showing some of that love because one of the items I got was made by a local farm in Auburn, West Virginia. They're um, Sunny Hollow Farms. And they make all these really cool products like candied peppers and things like that. Really? How did I miss them at the <clears throat> market? I don't know because they're the first tent when you walk in. Really? The very yeah. first one? Maybe that's what it is. Like I get so... when I Because if you guys... You always take the first left at the food trucks. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. And that's how you miss them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to have to pay attention this year because we are definitely going to be back there at some point. Really looking forward to that. Definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, this smells amazing. So yeah. do you want to explain how you make it and all that Definitely. Stuff? So I got their Naughty Toddy mix. Um, we didn't, we didn't add any bourbon, although after the show, we probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, not gonna lie. It says in the card to add your favorite liquor. Many people enjoy brandy bourbon and there's one lady that adds grain. I don't know who this lady is, but I want to be friends with you. So if you're listening, say hi. And all you do is you, you pour this, this spice mixture into, it looks like half a gallon of apple juice or cider and just yeah. heat it in a crock pot. And that's what um, we did. And it smells oh so gosh, good. Gosh, does it smell good? Yeah. I tried it there and they had just used like Sam's club apple juice. Got ya. Okay. Was it so good? It was so good. Really? So good. They said it was their best item. Oh my gosh. That tastes really good. Just warms you all the way to your core. Do you know what makes it taste even better to me? Knowing that you can put bourbon in it. That and that I'm <laughs> drinking it out of our one of our brand new main corpse. I'm a creep mugs. That's true. My husband was our very first. He was. He was our number very one. first customer, yep. and he bought the teal version or mint. I think is the yeah. color. Yeah, and you'll see it in the pictures, and it's. Yeah, Brittany the outdid herself. The same color herself. as this table, though. Yeah, it, it's, it really does. <laughs> I'm sitting it on our table right now, which, again, you can look at the pictures and you'll see, and it almost just blends in. It's pretty cool. Um, this mug looks awesome, and this cider is spectacular. It's not just good. It's spectacular. Well, and I told you they do those candy peppers, right? Mm-hmm. My mom gets them and just pours them into cream cheese and mixes it. One of the best dips I've ever had in Are my life. Are you serious? So 100%. Just, she, does she like chop them up or anything like mm-hmm. that? Okay, gotcha. They're already kind of chopped, but she chops them a little bit finer and mixes oh, it up. So good. It's <clears throat> so good. I asked her to do it for Christmas and she didn't have any because we'd already so, eaten them all. What I'm going to say is this. Use those in cookies. Okay. Since they're candied, we should okay. use them in some cookies. Like chocolate chip cookies, maybe? Yeah, just something. Just I'd try them in a couple of different things. <clears throat> Gingerbread, maybe. Um, well, where, so you know. the flavor of those peppers 
if I played enough with it, I bet they'd be really good with like a nice toffee. Ooh, I like bet. Like a toffee cookie. Yeah. Ooh, peppers. Okay. All right. I see what we're doing Toffee, here. walnuts, and some of those peppers. See, I'm just trying to think of what all you could use that in. And it feels like, it feels like at first you would think there's not much you could oh, use it in, but so then good. it's limitless. Um, a dessert pizza? You could also just Ooh. eat them. You could also just eat some candied peppers. Ooh, think about how good that would be on a salad, like when you do candied oh. walnuts, but candied peppers. Well, see, now you've, now you got me thinking. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have to stop by and talk to him this year. Um, yeah, Sunny Hollow Farms. Well, you already did, but I'm going to have to stop by and say, say hello, because this is they awesome. They are some of the nicest dudes. I bet. They really I mean, are. Like everybody there is. <laughs> Literally <laughs> everyone. It's such a fun, sunny place to be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, but you're you feel so welcome even as a person who is a customer or a vendor that's kind of mm-hmm. weird, like yeah. a podcast that yeah, pops some, up at a market. A, a random vendor, a vendor like a podcast that pops up at yeah. a farmers market. Yeah, those those weirdos. Um, can you imagine the people walking around like oh, I got some lettuce? Um, I got myself some tomatoes. I got some candied I got peppers. a fresh bouquet from the, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the yeah. place that does fresh bouquets. They're so pretty. I got some of those delicious pecan cookies. I, I did all those wonderful things. And then I, I got to hear about about some some Bigfoot murders uh, and, and some yeah. hillbillies. Good, good on you guys. And lobotomies. Don't forget. Lobotomies. And lobotomies. All right. Remember, come to the Bridgeport Farmer's Market. Um, You can hear about lobotomies. Even if we're not there, I almost... Especially if we're not there. I almost guarantee you one of us will still be there. A hundred percent. Um... I feel like I go on the weekends, you don't go. Mm -hmm. Feels like every time I go, you're not there, and every time you go, I'm not there. So, who knows? You're there in spirit with me, Matt. I am. I am. All right. So, uh, do you want to get to the story? I think we should, but let's give a little shout out to mm-hmm. our youngest fan from the Bridgeport Farmers Market. Yes. I think we should just give him a little bit of a shout out. Do you remember his name? Not offhand. I do don't you? either. I don't either, but I have all of his information at home. So you know what? Um, yeah. Next episode, um, I will do my best to remember to bring that over. I'm going to shoot myself a text right now so I don't forget <laughs> because yeah there was a there was a young man who uh, who came over to our table uh, the last time we were at the farmers market and he listened was, to the whole thing listened to the whole thing was such a fan and so even cool. and even so told cool. us the most amazing story the scary story um, and I'll even relay that to our fans um, if you would like me to I'll yeah. tell his his little story which is that would be amazing, amazing. we should yeah. definitely do that so shout out to him I promise I have your information if you hear this before the next episode tune back in and you're gonna hear your name you're gonna hear your 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 story it'll be really fun um, we'll even we'll make sure we get hold of his dad and tell him hey listen to this episode uh, for sure super cool okay so let's just jump right into it All right. So October 15th, Wesley Brownlee was arrested for homicide. Authorities have shared really almost no information about any evidence in the case against him. Um, He is being represented by Allison Norbert, a public defender. A spokesperson for the police department said that he wouldn't be able to comment on whether or not any other suspects were even investigated. Ooh. Okay. Okay, so I was giving them props. I was really giving them props on that last episode. I know I was. Because I was like, you know what? That's uh, not bad, you know? 
Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit concerned now that they can't say if there were any other suspects. Yeah, so that there, tells me it's no. There are two things about this that kind of that kind of shock me a little bit, and, and in a way, it's refreshing. In a way, it's it's it feels really silly. And the two things are <laughs> what you talked about last episode, where you talked about how he how how they basically they just came out and they were like, "Listen, this is a serial killer." That that is maybe there there are some isolated times that it's happened, but. On a high-profile case like this, for someone just to come right out and say we have a serial killer in Stockton, California, is wild to me. And then, yeah, I mean, it's something that the media does like all the time, mm-hmm. like with the Green River Killer and yeah. Zodiac, and like they they name people, and that is, if my criminal mind's knowledge means anything, <laughs> the worst thing you can do. It really is. It, it's it helps sell it helps sell uh, newspapers. It yep. helps get people to go to your website and read articles. It helps get people to tune into the evening news. It does not help an investigation at, at all. all. It, it hinders it. Um, so to call him a serial killer seemed odd to me. And now that we're saying this, uh, where they basically were like, "Hey, we didn't even hardly talk to anyone else. He just fell well, into our lap." Well, he didn't say that. Um, it but felt he like that. It. it felt like it. <laughs> Um, and yeah. that's that's odd to me that you would even say that out loud. Well, I'm sure someone in a press conference was like, so did you guys even look at anybody else besides this um, sort of homeless black man? No. Nah. And they were like, nah. I can't comment on that. Feels like a no, man. Feels like a no. <laughs> Feels like that's a no. That's just a personal like opinion. Doesn't have to be a fact, but it might be. So a DA named Julia Jane, um, she's not involved with this case at all. Um, She (coughs) did comment, though, that finding an impartial jury for this is going to be obscenely difficult. Obscene is my word, but it's true. And a quote from her, when a case has notoriety, especially in a specific community where a number of people have been affected by the crimes, it's challenging to find jurors who aren't biased against the defendant before they've heard any evidence. It could trigger a change of venue, but even then, when a case gets national attention, that becomes continually difficult. And she also commented, which I assume a question was asked to make her say that um, a plea of insanity would be something that could happen, but wasn't necessarily going to happen. Because it just involves so much paperwork. Again... (laughs) These people showing their cards as much as they are in this case. She's not a part of that at all. She's just a, we'll call her a professional witness. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. She's not involved in Brownlee's case at all. Understood. She's just a DA that knows her stuff. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I hope. All right. I'm quoting her, and I don't know if she because knows her here, stuff. here I thought we were talking about like his defender or, no, 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 or no. something like that, and I was like, well, "What are we talking about? Why would you say that?" You missed where <laughs> okay. I said that she is not involved. Okay, understood. So to be clear, my bad. my bad. So let's talk a little bit about Wesley Brownlee. His life, who, his court records from his life paint a picture of a very troubled teen who was accused of sexual assault as a high school freshman, and he was arrested for selling crack cocaine three times over 20 years in the same Oakland neighborhood where his brother and a very close family friend were killed in 1995, and they were killed about six months apart. He was born in San Francisco, but he grew up in Oakland until about the 
late 1990s. His mother then moved to Stockton. His parents lived together on and off for about 16 years and split up when he was in his early teens. In October of 1995, his brother, who was only a year older than him, was shot and killed in what police called a drug-related killing. An Oakland Tribune report from the time noted that Dale Brownlee's close friend, um, Kojo Upshaw, who was 18, was stabbed to death in the exact same location six months earlier. And it's unclear if any arrests were made in either case. So we're off to a really great start, is what I'm saying. Court records say that Wesley became depressed and very distressed over his brother's death, which is super for courts to decide that. Um, but it was the 90s. But his mother did seek therapy for him. A plus. Good job, Mom. Um, the records then say he was diagnosed with a learning disability in elementary school, and he also dropped out of high school as a junior. When he was interviewed by a juvenile um, probation officer in his mid-teens, he talked about wanting to attend college for computer science and earn a basketball scholarship with the hopes of one day playing in the NBA. Which, this is all just so sad. Very. In May of 1994, just weeks before he turned 15, he was arrested with two other boys on the suspicion of sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. Um, in interviews, he denied any involvement with the assault and blamed it on his two friends. His mother stood by his side telling authorities that the victims didn't initially implicate her son until the second interview with police. And this is my, my God, what a good mom. Yeah. What a good mm -hmm. mom. Sent him to therapy, was yeah. by his side, like, no, no, not my kid. Um, I hope that it was not her kid. And she wasn't just one of those immediate deniers. Yeah. Because that can have a lot of issues on your psyche. Um, <clears throat> a probation report noted that specifically, and I quote, Brownlee apparently suffers both innate mental limitation and psychological stress over his brother's 1995 shooting death. He seems either unable or unwilling to assume meaningful responsibility for himself. See, that's the part I was worried about. <clears throat> yep. Um, six months later, he was then arrested on suspicion of selling drugs. Juvenile court placed him on house arrest with a curfew and other conditions, but did note that his mother suffered suffered from a painful chronic medical condition and sometimes just didn't notice when he snuck out of the house. Did they not have like ankle monitors and shit in the 90s? Oh, they absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. So I how had was a, he on house arrest? In the, in the late and 90s. And unmonitored. In the late 90s, I knew someone that had one. Someone who lived in my neighborhood had one. Something like one. Yeah. So I don't know how he's sneaking out of the house and no one knows about it. Yeah. That's, that's odd. What, how old was he at the time? Again? Let's see he was i think 16 or 17 probably yeah, they, 17 maybe they just didn't put him on juveniles at that time oh yeah that's true that might because be. it was juvenile court mm -hmm. well then what's the point of house arrest well generally the parent would be the one responsible for for the child in that case i would believe i would have to ask someone who knows a little more about it but yeah none of that makes sense yeah. because they specifically know that she doesn't she's unable to to do that specific thing. Right. But yeah, they put they, her in charge of it and then didn't hold her responsible to it. Sounds, None of that makes sense. Sounds like it. <laughs> Good job, 90s. Um, I mean, I, we would have to look that up to confirm, but I, I don't believe... Because I had a lot of friends who did a lot of bad stuff, 
and none of them ever got any, got any ankle bracelets. So they probably should have. They oh, they definitely should have. Yeah. I appreciate that you just admitted to that. <laughs> they definitely. Yeah, those guys. They needed them. All right. So in 1997, at the age of 18, he was arrested and charged with possessing 67, 67, Matt, 67 <laughs> bundles of crack cocaine. I just wanted to pause for effect. <laughs> I'm he, assuming that is a lot of crack cocaine. I so. feel like more than a bundle is, is probably is, is, a lot. Is, 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 I don't know. Okay, listen. Any I'm, amount of crack cocaine is too trans, much crack cocaine. Transparency. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about crack cocaine. I, I know. I very, don't know what a bundle is, but it seems like sixty-seven is a lot. I know very little about it, and I know is a that, bundle like a brick. I don't know. I know George Bush Senior was very concerned about it in the eighties, and so was Reagan. I get it. We've got an eighteen-year-old <laughs> walking around with sixty-seven bundles of crack I think cocaine. They made, I think they made music videos about the dangers of it back in the eighties. Shut up! I, I think hate they the definitely 80s. did. <laughs> I think they they for sure did. Okay, so. For that, he received a three-year probationary term, but promptly, in 1998, it was revoked because he got arrested for selling crack cocaine to an undercover cop. So he was then sentenced to two years in state prison, and he served at San Quentin. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know what? To the wolves, man. They slapped him on the wrist enough, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, well, let's just... Fifth time's charm, go to San Quentin. <laughs> I just... I mean, uh, this come is on. Amazing. So he was arrested in 2014 for allegedly selling narcotics, to which he pled no contest, so I guess he wasn't allegedly so much as he was just like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. He didn't plead guilty, but no contest is basically the same. Um, and he then spent the next three years on probation, which apparently he didn't break. Um... He also has several low-level infractions peppering his record, such as speeding and failure to obey traffic signs, et cetera, et cetera, the same ones I probably have. Yeah. Um, but then in 2019, he is charged for failure to stop at a port of entry, which that's just like crossing a border, right? Yeah, correct. Cool. So whatever. Yeah, for crossing some sort of border, yeah. With all that cocaine, it was probably Mexico. Uh, yeah, who knows? Could be Canada too. Believe it Could or not, be. like a lot, a lot of like, we focus a lot on the Mexican border, and you know, like it's because they seem too polite in Canada. Yeah, they, that's how they get away with it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's absolutely stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm the person who watches Letterkenny and goes, "That's exactly what Canada must be like." Yeah, that's 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 Canada right that's there. That's Canada that's, right there. Eh? When it's really more like the Trailer Park Boys. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway Canadian listeners we we genuinely love you so we we really do i'm just yeah. being absurd i don't like poutine and we all know that it's a sore spot for this podcast it's but because he's wrong yeah do you at least like maple candy or something good i love maple candy. all right fine yeah. you can yeah. stay but mm -hmm. if you change your mind on that you're out um all right, moving on i know that we just talked about everything else he's done and it's not to paint him in a poor light. It's just to give the listener an idea 
of everything else he's done. Of the life he's had. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a rough, that's a, that's rough, a rough life. life. It's definitely going to twist you mm-hmm. to some degree mentally. I don't care how tough you are. Like, I've got trauma on trauma. And I have not led a very difficult life. Same. Like, I cannot imagine. Yeah. Like, I just can't. So, in October of 2022, which, by the way, I just said that out loud. How old do you feel? Very. 2022. I heard someone say the other day that 2050 is closer than 1990, Mm -hmm. and it really hurt my soul. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can beat that. Um, Someone I work with said, hey, weren't you born in the 1900s? I, yeah. That hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. A lot, actually. Hey, the late 1900s, I was born at the height of the crack epidemic, so, yeah. I'm proud of you. Into the mean streets of Logan, West Virginia. Yeah. All right. So, (laughs) October 2022, um, suspect Wesley Brownlee, a 43-year-old Stockton resident, was arrested while driving early in the morning on October the 15th. Authorities had zeroed in on Brownlee from tips, and officers um, surveilled Brownlee as he drove. They said his patterns were consistent with some of the patterns that they had seen, um around parks, around dark places, stopping, looking around, then moving again. Which, in itself, is suspicious. Very, yeah. Like, that's... Are you looking for a hooker? Are you looking for somewhere to sell your crack cocaine? Are Mm -hmm. you looking for a murder victim? It's the same thing. They said that he was on a mission to kill and that he was out hunting. As officers made contact with him... And this is the part where it really just... It really makes him sound a lot more suspicious than the officers who I initially thought were targeting him. Mm -hmm. Um, He was wearing dark clothing and had a full mask around his neck. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. He was also armed with a firearm that they said was a ghost gun. Do you know what that term means? I do. It uh, Basically, it means that it has no um, serial numbers on it. That is correct. Yeah, you can build them. I did not know that was a term until I was researching for this. Um, So, I mean, it's a little suspicious. You're wearing all dark clothes. You got a face mask similar Mm. to the guy in the silhouette picture. um, And now you have a ghost gun on you. Yeah. The the ghost gun would have been enough to put him away for a minute. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. He was taken into custody. And the officer said, we are sure we stopped another killing. And the chief, that poor man, I feel so bad for him. I think he probably aged like the president during this. He probably did. Um, (laughs) he, He said, even though there aren't any words that we can say that will bring back the lost loved ones, the least we can do is our part to bring justice. I honestly feel kind of bad for him. Me too. Me like I, I feel like his I feel like everything that he did, his his um his intentions were very good. Um Yeah, I don't think he was blatantly hiding anything like I do sometimes. Um I agree with that. Like I said, the poor man probably oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he got it. <sighs> that got said, it. I have normally when I'm researching articles, I don't see an officer's name repeated 
as much as I saw this poor chief of police. It's probably very, very involved. Um, Which is great. I'm yeah. just saying it's not something that I find to be a common occurrence. Right. Like, at all. Yeah, and, and here's the deal, too. Like, we can sit here and we can... We can, or I can, because you, you really didn't. I can sit here and, and say, like, why would you go out and, and say you have a serial killer? I've never had to do his job before, and I couldn't imagine how difficult that would have to be. That was his um, Britney moment. Yeah. Remember when she shaved her head? Absolutely. That was his Britney yeah. moment. That was his, like, I'm at the end of my rope here, and I don't know what to say to you guys anymore. Yeah, so hands it's up, it's killer. a serial killer. Yeah. Which I, you know. I would have done that a weekend. Yeah, I would have been. I mean, A hundred percent. I would have been like, listen, guys, there's like three. It's a serial killer. There's nothing I it's can do. It's the definition. I'm killer. out. I'm going to I'm gonna go to Canada, probably. Cuba, maybe. I don't know. He just says, later, nerds, and throws his paper. You know, like, <laughs> please do it next time. Please. It'd be amazing. Um, okay, so on October 18th, um, Brownlee made his very first court appearance. This is when he was charged with three counts of murder for the deaths of Hernandez, Cruz, and Lopez. He was held without bail, which, thank God. Absolutely, yeah. The San Joaquin County District Attorney um, said that they are very confident that more charges will come. And city officials say that they are absolutely confident that he is guilty. Wow. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That quick, saying absolutely guilty. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's city officials. That's not the DA. Mm-hmm. The DA, um, Tori Salazar, said that they're only able to bring charges based on the evidence that they have currently processed. So officials in the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives say that um, all of the shootings are linked through ballistic evidence. Okay. So that's great. Um, they are unclear if the ghost gun he had is the same ghost gun that was um, utilized in the killings. Which I'm wondering, like, this is me watching crime TV. Is there not a ballistics test they can run to see if it's the same gun? Or at least the probability of it being the same gun? I mean, there, there has to be. I, I think they can check the... Um... The markings on the bullet itself. I was going yeah, to say, there's some kind of, like, notches on mm-hmm. bullets that you can yeah. look at. I mean, they're probably, they probably have done that, and they just haven't released the information at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They also go on to say that we believe the person who is responsible is who we have, and at this point, we are going to proceed on the three that we have the evidence on, and that they're very positive that in the near future, you will be hearing additional charges. When this was happening, Jerry, the brother of one of the victims, was in the courtroom with his family. They thanked the police and the community for the arrest. And he says, I didn't even look at him. I didn't want to look at him because he's a Stocktonian, which I love when people use words like Stocktonian. Um, And it's just hard to see somebody that would do something like this to another person here in town. And Natasha, the only known survivor of the shootings said that she was annoyed with the charges filed because there are no charges about what he did to me. Mm. And I'm wondering why they didn't have enough evidence on that one because they literally had the eyewitness that got shot. Yeah. But Hmm. anyway, moving on. Continuing. On December 27th, he was charged with additional counts of murder, including the deaths of Vasquez, Yaw, and Dabuti. He was also charged with the murder um, for the death of someone we haven't actually talked about yet. And his 
His name is Harmon, and it was just linked to him as of December 27th. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they found another one. And then he was formally charged with attempted murder for the non-fatal shooting of Natasha Latour. Okay, so he was charged yes. with that eventually. And then okay, good. his arraignment was postponed. But, fun facts, guys. We are recording on Saturday, January the 7th. So, so you know, we are super behind because you'll be hearing this <laughs> on Monday. But this happened on the 3rd. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it just happened. So Harmon's family was incredibly shocked to learn that his case was actually linked to the string of serial murders. They say that they'd heard about this serial killer persona, and um, Tiffany Lucas, the mother of Harmon's children, said, you know, I was telling the kids to be careful when going out and things like that. I'd never once thought it would be related to his case. And according to her... Harmon was unhoused at the time of the shooting, hopping from local shelters to homes of family members to sleep. And she said, he was hilarious. He was easygoing. He was a really good cook. And I always say he had one of the best smiles that I've ever seen. A smile of gold. Um, Persecutors revealed in court that cell phone data placed Brownlee at or near the scene of at least, at least, Three of the six murders he's suspected of carrying out. Now seven, actually. And then um, they set up surveillance to track Brownlee after tips from the public. That's how they did it. News cameras were forbidden from being inside the courtroom. It reportedly became so crowded that officials actually had to stop allowing people in. And I've talked a lot about the families. Let's talk about his. His cousin said that he was absolutely stunned to learn of charges against Wesley, as he thought he was out driving trucks and working. He was a truck driver like him. And the neighbor who lives in the same apartment complex as Brownlee's mother in North Stockton said that he periodically stayed with his mother in recent years, but he kept to himself, rarely spoke, and the neighbor also recalled seeing him bring groceries into the apartment. So he was, it's always the quiet ones. It's going to... See, that's the thing. That's the thing my neighbors are going to say about me. <laughs> she... I don't know. She just always... I saw her here in grocery. She never talked to anybody really quiet. But as soon as they talk to me, they're like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. 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 It adds up. It tracks. It tracks. <laughs> have you listened to our podcast? By the way, have you listened? Here's a link. Um, here's, here's a sticker. Here's the Spotify link. Yep. Here's a sticker. Here's a hat. We should get hats. Um... <laughs> So, anyway, as of the third, he was charged with one count of attempted murder, seven counts of murder. The court accepted an amended complaint against him, which included the two new charges in in Almeida County and two in the San Joaquin County, and, of course, the attempted murder of Natasha Latour. The complaint reveals that he is accused of shooting her the same night he is also accused of murdering Mervyn Harmon. He did not enter a plea in court. And instead, there is another court date set for January the 17th. The court is expected to address the defense's objection to the state requesting Brownlee's school and employment records, which I don't know what they need those for, but I'm curious to see where that goes if they do receive them. Um, And they also set a hearing for March 6th to discuss the defense's potential challenge to the complaint. Two of the murders occurred in Almeida County, and the defense is expected to argue that San Joaquin County does not have jurisdiction on those cases. He also faces firearms charges for the ghost gun, 
and um, is being held without bail. So, unfortunately, this is where we end because we can't go to the future and figure out what's going to happen. But as of January the 7th, this is all the information that there is. I am interested to see where this goes, and I'm definitely going to have some shorts to catch you up probably mid-January and probably mid-March. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth following the um, the court case. I think that's always really interesting. Um, and and I, I, I'm the same as you. I'm very interested. I'm super interested to see where it goes, um, mostly because it does seem like they're being very secretive about the way they're handling everything. And I'm, I'm just wondering what's going on behind closed doors with this case, because it, it has to be some some really interesting stuff. The majority of the time, though, what they're doing when they're keeping secrets about what happened mm-hmm. is they're saving it. For when they're interviewing people, for them to slip up. That makes sense. With details. Yeah. But in this case, they already have... The... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's odd. That's what I Correct. was thinking while we were talking about it. I was like, it's, it's really strange that they're not making with more information Do right they, now. They, they didn't say anything. Um, Do they think he had a partner? Like I, that, makes me, that makes me wonder if they think he might. Yeah. That really does make me wonder it, because they're they're keeping cameras out of the courtrooms. They're they're keeping tight lipped on everything. Um, they're they're using absolutes like we absolutely have the killer. Like that seems like it might even be a ploy to, to get someone to else to slip out. up to think that they're they're in the clear and they're mm-hmm. good. Um, who knows? Who knows? Because I mean, honestly, well, really good. Thing. We haven't seen anything yeah. from interviews with him. Right. And I find that odd. I find it really odd. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see where it goes. Well, stay creepy, stay out of Stockton, and stay alive. <laughs> stay out of Stockton. All right, where can they find us at? They can find us on Amazon. They can find us on iHeartRadio. They can find us Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. And I forgot everything I already said, but y'all know where to find us. You've listened to us today. But remember, you can also get a hold of us if you'd like to. At maincorpspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also get a hold of us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, don't get a hold of us on Instagram. I'll never look at it. Yeah, we're, we're terrible about looking at Instagram. When's the last time we updated Instagram? It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm bad with our Twitter, too. I run our Twitter, so I apologize. I look at the messages daily, but I'm so bad about updating. I'm so relieved yeah. that Brittany runs our Facebook. Me, too. It makes life so much better <laughs> because me and you are always, like, you're you're always super busy. I'm always super busy. And then when we're not, I'm working on this. Yeah, so same. it's really hard for me to find time to control something. So, um... Stay creepy, stay safe, don't murder anyone. And don't get murdered. Yeah, don't get murdered. Stay creepy, you freaking weirdos.